Welcome to the Soul Tending Podcast. This is Janya Wong Sopa. I am joined by a longtime friend and holistic health practitioner, Asmita Rung, today. This is a video podcast. So for those of you who are visual, you can watch us on Spotify. The conversation occurred a little earlier today on February 9th of 2024, while the moon was joining the sun in Aquarius. Asmita and I talked about women's health in the perimenopause, menopause, and postmenopause phases. So you can discover what um, power pause is and how to root into your wise self to find your second spring. I hope you enjoy this new moon conversation as much as we did and consider it our lunar new year's gift to your soul. Hi, Asmita. It's lovely to have you join me for my very first interview. I'm so excited. The energy is just off the chart. <laughs> so we did a little, a little gathering of energy, a little grounding earlier, which I hope um, was helpful. Mm -hmm. Certainly it was for me. Welcome to the Soul Tending Podcast. You are my longtime friend and collaborator. We have hosted a few yoga retreats together up to the pandemic shutdown. Um, we actually had to cancel our yoga retreat in Bordeaux, France. Remember that? I For know. What a bummer. <laughs> yeah. And that was, you know, we were shooting for um, September 2020. Um, but of course, the pandemic shutdown happened. Yet our friendship continues to grow stronger and stronger since we first met over a decade ago. And, yeah. you know, despite um, the shutdown, you moving away from the Bay Area of Northern California to Seattle and all of that. So it feels wonderful to collaborate in a new way. And I hope our conversation today nourishes ourselves and the audience, just as it always does whenever I talk to you. So let's tune in um, to our heart to co-regulate along the way, our frequencies and grounding in our soulful feelings. Again, um, as we did earlier, you know, whenever you feel a little bit of tension or you need a little helpful energy, just remember to breathe in ease and calm and breathing out love and blessings. And I'll do the same. So... How are you feeling? Where do you feel the most sensation right now in your body? Um, I'm feeling calm. Um, I was a little, um, you know, just uh, excited and I'm starting to bring my energy down. And I have this wonderful stone that I'm holding on to just kind of ground me as well. Um, I did want to uh, also share my point it, is that ever since I've known you, which is, I think, 2009, um, I've always admired your work and how you so boldly uh, integrate everything that you learn and, you know, it's some of the similar things that you and I do. And so you've always been a source of, you know, um, of inspiration for me and I really appreciate that and uh, like you I appreciate our friendship and it's grown over the years and it's you know gone in many different um, ways but strong it's still strong and I appreciate that and I I'm happy to have you as my good friend I, I cherish our friendship Thank you so much for acknowledging me and acknowledging our friendship. Um, I also um, would like you to share with us just so the audience, um, you know, I know where you are, um, although I haven't 
um, visited you yet, um, where where yeah. you are, but <laughs> that's that's in the plan, and it can happen this year. Um, yeah. So, so how are you um, landing today in your physical geography? We'll start so, with that. I live in the Seattle area. I've been here for now seven years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And how's how's the weather? You know, there used to be this saying that that you know weather talk is like superficial talk, but not in the time of the climate change. <laughs> weather mm-hmm. talk is very deep talk. So true. So true. Yeah. Today is it's a little gray. Um, but you know, there's little bits of sunshine, and it's um, it's it's all right. <laughs> it's just the Seattle winter that we we go through it. It's sort of something that needs to happen. It's a circle, just like seasons come and go, and a circle of life. And you know that this is the time for rest and rejuvenation before the new energy of spring comes. Um, and gets us more in the outward young world. Yeah, I bet there is such a such a deep contrast there. Whereas here, um, you know, there's always sprinkles of sunshine, mm-hmm. even in you know the midst of like a storm that we just went through. We had like level four um, hurricane. Yeah. yeah. A bunch of trees came down and yeah things were pretty hairy for for a day or two there um, but now it's it's just beautiful sunlight and fresh and and clean and dry so the joys of living in california <laughs> that's that. right but there is also a lot of beauty in in mm-hmm. um where you are a lot of water oh Oh, yes Uh, undoubtedly in fact i feel maybe a little more biased towards this area in terms of you know the mountains and the the lakes and just it's incredible here it's incredible so it helps to make up for the not so incredible weather yeah 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 and sometimes i do miss the beautiful clouds just dramatic clouds that mm-hmm. I used to you know see all the time when I was growing up in Thailand and we yeah. don't get it here because it's just like clear blue sky just you know beautiful but definitely not not the same right so that yeah with with a lot of water there do you feel like you know the seven years that you have live there has there been a lot of emotional integration because you know now let's let's just check in with your emotional landscape yeah i think that water is an incredibly healing source for me and um i've had a a lot of ups and downs and uh the the nature you know around where I've lived everywhere, there's been water and it's been an incredible source of healing and support for me. Mm -hmm. And also like the feminine energy and, you know, your, your work is so focused on that. And we will get into that just, you know, very soon, but um, let's also check lastly, um, what's going on in your mental field? Is there something that is energizing or inspiring you right now? Um, I think just like um, I mentioned earlier, the winter is a time for rest and rejuvenation, you know, just a lot of introspection. And so I'm hoping that the spring will bring forward new creative ideas and new um, energy. And I'm gearing up. I'm doing the the behind the scenes work uh, for it. Yeah. Yeah. So it sounds like you're in a very soulful space. And Mm -hmm. yeah, the behind the scene is more like, um, you know, imaginative, dreaming um, Mm -hmm. type of energy that will usher in um, the future, you know, yeah. will we'll take, will make um, 
shape, you know, yeah. of the, the future. So I, I love that, that you diving in deeply um, during this winter time. And the winter time there, I feel is prop is most likely more wintry than where mm -hmm. I am. You know, here it's sure. almost today. Yeah, feels very, very springy and a lot of like Aquarius energy, the Lunar New Year, which is new moon in Aquarius is um, tomorrow. Um, so it's just, yeah, a lot of that energy here in, in the Bay Area. Um, yeah. But perhaps for you, it's it's still very much more like Capricorn-like or even Piscean-like um, energies of earth and water. Yeah, it's shifting, yeah. but not quite as dramatically as, as you are experiencing in the Bay Area. But there's just a slight shift. The days are getting longer. <clears throat> it feels more hopeful and more light, um, you know, like physically, but also like emotionally. Yeah. Yeah. And I have gone um, um, and, and read your um, bio. <laughs> so um, now that you have talked about what you are feeling right now, physically, emotionally, and mentally, let's... Um, um, I, I just want to invite you to perhaps introduce yourself to our soulful audience um, and just however you would like to introduce yourself. I just mentioned that, you know, your work very much focused on the feminine energy. So, yeah. How would yeah, you like to um, introduce that's yourself? Always, yeah, a hard question to introduce yourself, but I'll give it a uh, give it a go. So my name is Asmita, and as you mentioned, I live in the Seattle area. Um, I have, um, let's see, um, I've been a lifelong practitioner of yoga and Ayurveda. And lately I've been focusing on women's health and well-being and specifically in the perimenopause, menopause and postmenopause stage of um, uh, a woman's life. And then looking at that through the lens of yoga and Ayurveda. And so it's all about the mind, body and soul um, healing and evolution along the way. Yeah, beautiful. Um... And can you tell us the meaning of your name, Asmita Ranj, if there is, you know, a specific I can tell you about my first name. Um, that is a Sanskrit name. Uh, it's a very common name in India. And um, it's uh, what it means is pride, as in um, I would be the pride of someone, of my parents, as an example, or, you know, my loved ones. But it also can mean towards me. And when I say pride towards me, it's more in the context of self-esteem and self-worth. So yeah. that's what my name is. And true to my name, it's been a spiritual lesson in that direction. So... There you go. <laughs> wow, that's so beautiful. Um, yeah, and I can bring a little bit of evolutionary astrology in as well because, um, and you know this, I kept telling you this, that um, your lunar north node is in Aries yes. and that energy of like uh, pride is definitely part of that, but I would, would say it's it's courage it's yeah so self-esteem is part of that it's kind of like the inner confidence right that's what mm -hmm. the cardinal fire of of aries is all about and and through that there is the natural pride of um expressing who you you know who you truly are and mm -hmm. what you are all about and how you would lead your your life um and and others so um all of that is definitely very inspiring when i think about you because even though you are someone who are very feminine very nourishing um you are literally literally you know a, a mother of of two beautiful grown children um but you have this 
inner courage and and you know people who perhaps don't know you deeply they may just see you as someone who's very sweet and and gentle you know and 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 lovely but they might not see that deep courage in you but you have demonstrated to me um you know through our our over a decade friendship that you know you that's something that you have abundant abundance of is is courage and thank i think for reflecting that 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 means a lot to me yeah and, and yeah and your ability to just dive in like head on um the, the when you meet the challenge of life and one of those challenges is of course the thing that i want to focus on today is the your own health in the perimenopausal and menopausal phase um going into you know the postmenopausal phase of of life and i've seen you done that and and you did that by um taking this wonderful yoga program uh, training a uh, course and and learning um so much about it and then become a leader um in a way of your community to help other women find you know health and and joy and and wisdom in this phase of their lives so Uh, your work has always been and continue to um, center on empowering women, and again, especially um, now those in menopausal years. So, um, perhaps you can now just tell us a little bit more about your offerings. Yeah. Or each of your offerings. I know it's more than yoga and Ayurveda. Yeah. Yeah, happy to. I can do a, a quick, you know, overview. So, like you mentioned, I did do the menopause yoga teacher training, um, and that's it's so much more than yoga. It incorporates the Western perspective and nutrition and Ayurveda and traditional Chinese medicine, and you know, there's meditation and journaling, and it's it's this holistic approach to. Perimenopause, menopause, and um, and postmenopause, and um, what again? I do a lot of things based on my specific needs, and I felt like when I was going through perimenopause and menopause, I felt very alone and very you know isolated and not knowing, um, and hence my curiosity to learn more, read more, study more, find out more. And um, I recognize that if I feel that, that there's a lot of women that feel similarly. And so my goal is to educate women on this, that, hey, this is normal, or, you know, this is to be expected, and what can you do about it? And not just from, you know, a Western perspective, and I'm not a doctor, by the way. I everything that I'm looking at is from the yoga and Ayurveda perspective. Um, and so, <clears throat> so one of uh, my offerings is really I, I offer these workshops, and I call them my power pause because it is indeed a power um, moment in women's lives, uh, menopauses, and so it's all about. Uh, learning what to expect and learning the western perspective and learning the eastern perspective and what we can do with our lifestyle and diet to change things so that's one of them and i offer specific yoga classes so it might be a yoga class specifically designed for perimenopause hot flashes and so the poses the yoga poses that we do might be more cooling and calming um And, um, you know, similarly with the pranayama, it might be a cooling pranayama, um, as opposed to if I was doing a menopause-focused class, which would be more um, vata energy-focused or more focused on relieving anxiety and overwhelm. Um, 
or postmenopause, usually it might be depression or like building strength and, you know, empowerment of physically, but also emotionally. And so the poses and the, the breathing practices and the mantras and the mudras and the meditations reflect those um, traits. So yeah, so yoga offerings related to menopause and of course Ayurveda, you know, is tied in if I'm doing an Ayurveda consult. Uh, can tie that in because there's so much in Ayurveda that we can use in for this stage of our lives. Um, and then my personal favorite um, offering, which has been so soulfully healing for me and gives me so much joy to share with others, and that is soul photography, um, where... Um, it's more about this um, capturing the soul essence of who you are. And for me personally, it, a lot of who I was and what I wanted and needed or ev everything was hidden behind layers and I had forgotten about it. Um, and to see it in an image and, and, and see that, for example, you know, we just talked about self-confidence being sort of a struggle uh, in my spiritual lesson. And to to see that reflected, that confidence reflected in those photos was so empowering. And, and to be able to say, hey, I'm standing in my power. Um, you know, I am strong and I am courageous and like whatever it is that we are each working on um, and seeing that through the photos and through my story was extremely empowering. And so I've been sharing that with other women and I've found uh, the most beautiful thing is when they see themselves in a way that they haven't seen themselves um, or have forgotten. And uh, that brings me so much, um, so much joy. So, yeah. Yes. And I do feel that it's, it's, deeply connected to to your soul drive with that lunar node um north node in aries because aries is all about self-image as well um it is about um the physicality um of your experience and that include you know the self-image and how and how you look so i find that so fascinating that you are like literally offering this beautiful modality of of soul photography um because you have found it um useful for for your kind of awakening right to your yeah. sense yeah not just the, not just the outer beauty but that inner beauty that we have kind of pushed down and you know and i'm working towards let it shine let myself shine um yeah yeah beautiful um so those are your offerings and i want to get into because this is what happening <laughs> right now in my own life is that i'm going through perimenopause and so perhaps you can um, enlighten us uh, for for those of us who who don't know so much about it like of course i look into it you know i read book i i google <laughs> And uh, because I'm going through it right now, and I also experience like um, some of the symptoms, such as hot flashes, night sweat, um, and I also have uh, joint inflammations. But what are some of the symptoms that women in the perimenopause and menopause um, experience? Some of the common Yeah, and I actually have, um, so there's about 35 known um, uh, wow. symptoms, but there's so much more than 35. But this is just, you know, like a list. And it's it affects every area of her body. And I'm just going to, because there's so many, but I'm going to pull out some of the main ones. So um, you talked about hot flashes, night sweats. Um, there is uh, dryness and itchiness of the skin. There's the joint health, soreness and stiffness. Um, 
there might be vaginal dryness, um, it, periods are getting irregular, longer or shorter, etc. Um, and a lot in the head, you know, like anxiety, uh, brain fog, um, depression, irritability, mood swings, it, like the list can just go on, metabolic health, because estrogen is such a, it's not just what we know it for in terms of just juiciness, it's important for heart health and bone health and, you know, like metabolic health. And if we've been resting on our estrogen up until now, all of a sudden when we have estrogen being depleted, all of a sudden everything kind of seems blown up and all the symptoms are exacerbated. So a lot happening. And um, us women, well, men too, to a certain extent, but us more, we get it from every different angle. And, you know, as an example, your body's changing, so that's happening physically. You've got some things going on emotionally, like the mood changes and the brain fog and whatnot. But then there's external circumstances like... Um, you know, maybe a difficult relationship, maybe soul parenting, maybe caring for your teenagers who are going through their own hormonal journey, um, taking care of elders, you know, maybe some financial uh, things, maybe you're burning out in your career, too much stress. I mean, the list goes on, right? There's just so many different things that are coming to us. And meanwhile, it's not as, as pronounced as like, we're a lot forgiving with teenagers, for example. We're like, oh yeah, hormones, you know, like that's fine. They did this, we're a little bit more accommodating. But the pregnant woman, we might be like, oh yeah, she's got, you know, hormones going on. She wants to eat pickles, that's great. You know, like we're very like forgiving with postpartum forgiving. So puberty, pregnancy, postpartum, but why not perimenopause? Because it's a, it's not a period of three months. Oh, in three months, you'll be done. It, you know, it could be a year, it could be 10 years. And you don't know that. And you don't know if your symptoms are because of that boss, or your symptoms are because, you, you know, there's so many things coming at us from every direction. So it's, it's a hard time to, to kind of, and we're supposed to be in charge and we're supposed to have figured all this out. And whereas we don't know, I mean, doctors don't know what's going on. You know, it's, it's, it's still new and emerging because as an example, like, depression is one of the symptoms that women may experience and women being put on depression medication is not actually going to help it might be more helpful to have a small amount of hrt to to deal with that you know rather than treating the depression it's like going more to the root cause and figuring out it, that it's the lack of um or the the you know the hormones that are diminishing that are causing certain things in us so, mm -hmm. yeah. okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, like there are some people who are like never HRT, never hormonal replacement therapy is not holistic. Um, it's really is case by case. Because, it is. It is. Um, holistic means that we can utilize all modalities and mm -hmm. we can utilize them wisely in a way mm -hmm. that allow us to feel whole, right? As opposed yeah. to um, being a, a, a victim of, yeah. of excess. Yeah. So, yeah. And what you mentioned earlier with yoga and pranayama, it seems like more yin, which means more Absolutely. cooling, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. more, more cooling, because there's a lot of internal, um, change and, and, and friction and in inflammation going on um, throughout this, this time of transformation. So I'm talking about the metabolism um, and, and, of course, connecting to the hormonal change. And so with that in mind, um, do you have some specific food and lifestyle changes um, that can support the hormonal shift 
and help the women to transition more smoothly. And I'm, I guess I'm talking about specific food and lifestyle changes, but also more in general, because of course, each woman, um, you know, is going to need something differently. Yeah. Uh, As you know, um, in Ayurveda, we don't treat the condition, we treat the person. Mm -hmm. Because what you may be experiencing, your hot flashes may be very different from, you know, my hot flashes for whatever reason. It's just so we want to go explore what is going on in your body, etc. But yeah, so um, there's this can be a whole hour or more and so i'm gonna just be very like uh top level and you know just talk about some of the things um so um in ayurveda we talk about the three pillars of health which is eat or food and sleep and energy and so you want to have a really good balance of all three of these things Um, And when we talk about energy, the most important thing really is managing stress. That is like the biggest thing. If I can, if I can share, you know, what we can do in our lives uh, and there's many different ways to relieve stress, but that would be the biggest, biggest thing. Um, And I'll, I'll go a little bit into it. So you understand. Um, So we have, um, we have the yin and yang hormones, and the yin hormones are, of course, the estrogen and progesterone, etc. And the yang, uh, you know, at that end of the spectrum are the cortisol, adrenaline. Um, and up until this point, yin has been, uh, I mean, estrogen has been supporting us. But if we haven't learned how to manage the cortisol or the stress, like, to, you know, not to get into details, but cortisol is the most important thing. Stress is the most important thing because it's about survival. So if you are being attacked by a bear, our bodies are not worried about, is your digestion going well? Is your immunity going well? Is your circulation going well? All resources are sent to fight the bear, right? Because that's the first number one priority. And so in, in the you know, back in historic ages, we would have this emergency, fight it, and then lead our normal life. Um, But here in our everyday life, we sort of have traffic, late for work, mean boss, you know, difficult relationship, whatever, like, so there's these little, little things. Um, And so that accumulates. And if we don't, we haven't learned to figure that out once we lose our estrogen, which estrogen and progesterone, by the way, will shape shift to become cortisol. Because like I said, that is number one priority, right? So when we don't have that and we haven't learned how to manage our stress, we are just like everything is just blown up um, out of proportions. So stress is the biggest thing. And then of course, you know, like with yoga, it's like the yin yoga, um, the more the cooling breathing practices, the restorative yoga, etc. Um, in terms of uh, sleep, very, very important. Again, uh, in a high level, you know, like having an Ayurveda, we say that the best time is to sleep between eight and uh, I mean ten and six for eight hours, because um, when you s- stay past ten o'clock, there's certain other things that happen where you get into the pitta stage of your life. You get your second wind, and you know, and then you're doing more work, and then you lose you know lose a certain amount of sleep. But it's also critical because that's the detoxification time. So that's when your liver gets to work and, and support, you know, the detoxification in your body. So, um, and detox is important because that needs to, in order for estrogen to, you know, to bind to the receptors, we need to be getting rid of some of the toxins and such. So sleep and then food, um, so much about food. Um, I'm gonna run through a couple like main um, things for food. Um, I'd say the biggest thing would be to maybe have more of a Mediterranean diet. Mm-hmm. Um, 
with whole grains, uh, healthy fats, seeds and nuts, lots of vegetables and you know fiber. Um, so in general, that would be the recommendation to to have. Um, and uh, I can talk a little bit about a couple different things. So. Um, liver support like I talked about so just so that we can get rid of the, the things and help estrogen you know work better then there's something called phytoestrogens which are the plant estrogens um, while they don't they don't give you estrogen they give they have a low estrogenic effort uh, uh, effect on your body and so may it, they may help with some of this, you know, alleviate some of the symptoms such as hot flashes and such. So um, phytoestrogens and a lot of good fiber, because uh, again, that pulls out the toxins from the body. Um, green leafy vegetables, big, big, because <laughs> they're not only they support bone health, heart health, you know, metabolic health, um, just like they're this powerhouse so just simple things like that you know to incorporate them every day in our life um, prebiotics and probiotics um, again because you know about the gut brain connection so when we have a healthy gut then you know that can help us with our mood swings and anxiety depression etc course calcium vitamin D protein you know like all of those like I'm not gonna go into any of those but um, the brassica family which is the the broccoli and cauliflower and and Brussels sprouts etc they help to mop up some of the toxic estrogen so they're great to have as part of the the food um, yeah, so it just again, you know, like I, I don't want to spend an hour talking about this, but in general, if we were to take away a couple things is really get a good night's sleep, mm -hmm. reduce stress in whatever way, you know, you know how to do or what works for you, and then kind of maybe focus on a um, Mediterranean diet. Yeah. yeah, and and um, the funniest thing is that you know I was never really into beans or hummus, but since um, perimenopause, you know, since I've been experiencing hot flashes, that's what I have been eating pretty yeah. much every day. Yeah, which reminds me of this this you know important Ayurvedic principle, which is that when someone is in a, a more balanced state, then they tend to choose things that are balanced to them. But when someone is out of balance um, or in a stressed state, they tend to choose things that keeps them, that keep them out yeah. of balance. Yeah, and yeah. so that's, that's why it's so important to make sure that the big system lifestyle, mm -hmm. you know, which is hard to accomplish in um, the system that we yeah. live in, you know, the, the yeah. kind of nine to five system work hard, um, play hard, you know, to, to gain whatever you need to gain. Um, and we don't give ourselves the seasonal rest that we that we need and then we wonder why we don't sleep well at night and we use that kind of second wind energy mm -hmm. to get things done right around mm -hmm. midnight a lot of people i know you know stay up and and do their most creative stuff which you know because they have the energy then um to to do all the things that kind of social conditioning, you know, it expects right. you to do. Right. Um, and so to me, that's the hardest thing um, is that big system change. And I have done that with the way, with the way that I work, um, how, how I set up my um, membership circle and, and mm -hmm. how we have regular classes um, in spring and, and um, fall and then have 
a big break in winter and summer, um, you know, and, and, and just have like a big gathering, a workshop, and then kind of one-on-one check-in more, yeah. more intimate setting in the yeah. winter and in the summer. Yeah. And those kind of things are really hard to achieve for a lot of people who work, you know, in the, in companies, you know, in, in corporate world. And so we kind of have to be very adaptable and, and flexible, you know? Um, yeah. yeah. And I am someone who is super sensitive and that's why I have chosen to um, live my life in this way. But a lot of people have a higher threshold for this comfort comfort and and pain and you know physical and emotional you know psychological as i'm very psychologically sensitive as well and so it's important that i create this kind of big system that allow me to address the sensitivity but like, like a lot of people my partner included doesn't need as much protection you know and and to be like completely pure and and cyclical you know as as nature intended yeah. um well, you we, we don't all need that no you are <laughs> if there was a menopause script you are following it you like intuitively you know first of all you go intuitively and you know what's good for you and what's working and what's not um when we talk about this being an empowering time this is the time where women actually find their voice and find their boundaries if they were lost you know and they're like well first i don't care if you think i don't look this way or that way or don't don't fit into you know the the society's ideal uh and women learn to say no to certain things because if there's 20 things coming at you and you can only do three you have to prioritize and if you don't you're really going against the flow against the current and that makes it harder and you know we all know like if we keep doing that at some point our body is going to get sick because if we don't listen now it's going to become something bigger and then we're forced to then slow down because the body is then sick so um yeah it's it it is um it's a change and the sooner you recognize and adapt to it the better it is because then you're starting to flow with with nature you know and that's such a big part of ayurveda going with nature yeah and it's almost like um yes when the body is vulnerable as it moves through the transitional years um that's when we find our voice because we have to really protect ourselves to mm-hmm. and create um mm-hmm. strong boundaries physical boundaries so like i i love i love how you point that out and and so this come back to your offering which is the the power pause and so i'm like really curious about this power pause how does the process of transitioning from the reproductive age to the elder years or the second spring um, empower women yeah that's a beautiful question and i'm that is the part that i'm so excited about because Yes, everybody, you know, when we talk about perimenopause, we talk about, sure, hot flashes and night sweats and weight gain and, you know, brain fog. And then we think that once menopause hits, that everything goes away. First, it doesn't go away. And we're looking at like one tiny aspect of it. There's the part that really resonates for me is the soul, uh, the spiritual um, transformation that happens. And um, so when I, you know, I, I like to look at it from the Eastern perspective. And um, if you look at it from the yoga perspective, we have these stages of our life. And this particular stage would be the Vanaprastha, which is the forest dweller stage. So we have the Brahmacharya and then we have the Grihastha. Brahmacharya is the 
the you know the first 20 years where you're growing and you're a disciple and you're learning and absorbing you know and then you have the grihasta stage which is the householder stage in which again a lot of young energy outward energy and you know our goals might be um graduate you know get a job find a partner maybe have kids maybe buy a new house you know like whatever those goals are um and then we come into this grihasta stage which is the forest dweller so we have fewer needs we've fulfilled our big purpose in life and now we're going more introverted uh you know and finding different things and focusing on on the other like the more spiritual uh nature of this stage and if we look at it from the perspective of Ayurveda, again, there's the Kapha stage, which is this building, you know, stage of birth to adolescent. Then you have the Pitta stage, which again is this outward energy where we set goals and that I talked about earlier and we accomplish them or at least, you know, work to accomplish them. And then the Vata stage is where you come into that stage where you're going more inward, more spiritual, and you're um, learning to 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 be, and you're more creative. And so you might have heard of a lot of people after they retire, they're like, "I took up pottery," which I did. <laughs> um, I took up art or something, you know. And it's like they really like get into their joyful, creative um, space. And then the same with TCM, if you look at it, um, or seasons, if you look at seasons of life, you know, you have the spring of your life, and then the summer is the pitta, and fall is the perimenopause, winter is menopause. But winter is a time, like I mentioned earlier, for rest and rejuvenation. So just like in nature, if the tree doesn't drop its leaves, anything that's unnecessary, it's going to be un it's going to be using up the energy to feed those leaves. But if it drops the leaves, it can focus below ground on what is needed for the tree to come back and rebirth in the spring and have your second spring. And so similarly for us, if we hold on to our 20 commitments, it, you know, it's not, it's, we're not helping us. We're not helping ourselves. But if we say, this is not important, this is really important. I'm going to focus. I'm going to simplify my life. I'm going to de-stress. And then you go more inward in the menopause phase of your life, in the winter stage of your life. And then you come back and you're rejuvenated and you have this rebirth. And it's the time where, you know, perhaps if you were a caretaker in terms of raising children, that stage is done. And now you have the time for yourself. And so you're like, how can I create this life for myself? What can I, you know, and you only put in the bricks and for, to build a foundation, only the things that are important. We, it's a redo in our, on our lives, you know, like, I may have made mistakes in the past. Now I know what I want and I'm only going to allow certain things or people or energies or, you know, in my life. Um, and also like a, so much of our energy is going towards the menstruation. And when we don't have that, all of a sudden that energy is freed up. And so from procreativity, we're going to creativity. Um, and so that may manifest in a lot of different ways, you know, and that's just, um, that's just this new stage. We like, we have opinions and we're able to say no and we're able to build our life. And what in Western society often like, and I don't know if that's been your experience, but Usually it's held in negative uh, regard. It's like, oh, menopause, oh, you know, oh, skin, oh, this, oh, that, no sex, or, you know, like just all kinds of stereotypes, which are mostly negative. Um, but in Eastern society, it's like this whole different ball game. It's just completely um, different. There's a word, and I'm going to read it to you. In Japanese, the word for menopause is konenki. Which, is, which means renewal and regeneration of the years or season. So 
think how beautiful that is, right? And in Mayan culture, um, it's this newfound freedom, new status, where the spiritual leaders in, you know, in the community, it's like, and I read this somewhere and I thought it was so beautiful that in some shamanic culture, women must enter their menopause to access their shamanic power and healing powers. Because when you retain the wise blood, you enter the threshold of wise womanhood. And in Indian culture, you know, grandparents play a really important role. And so it's like when you had this role of taking care of your children, um, modern medicine lets us stay way past menopause, right? So we have almost a third more of our life. And it's, um, it's important to have a purpose. And so in, like in Indian culture, for example, the grandparents help in raising the children and you know being a part of their lives and it's it's that part even whales like killer whales stop reproducing in their 30s or whatever but they live on for many more decades and their new role is basically that of a leader so they lead their pod to safety they help find the food you know they're the they're they help in perpetuating the offsprings and making them more likely to survive because, you know, they're, it's so it's this beautiful theory, this grandmother theory uh, that, that the West has still to, to grasp, you know, cause, and I, I know personally like how I felt and I, I can talk a little bit about that, but for me, everything that I knew as my stable foundation was gone and I had to rebuild from you know from scratch and uh while it was hard doing that it's more beautiful than i could have ever imagined so i like it i feel empowered i feel strong i feel that inner strength and courage and you know it's just it's the second spring that i'm in and i'm excited and it's not like oh i'm turning into a hag or you know witch or like oh beauty's gone or it's 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 a whole different thing you know with after menopause and once you embrace that idea and you're like yes i have that then it really you know it's it comes from within yeah yeah that is that is so beautiful all of what you just said and really and the word power pause really encapsulates mm -hmm. all of that as well i i just love the image of the the tree you know releasing the leaves letting go in order to go inward and tune into its own you know deep energy and ground itself and strengthen itself and and through that it can come back out into the into the next spring season yeah. and reach out even wider and yeah. i feel like the second spring you know be um uh during the householder years which is like really yang right mm -hmm. um focus on procreation and and mm -hmm. um interpersonal relationship whether it's with your partner husband wife whatever you know with your children as well you know interpersonal relationship and all of that takes a lot of energy it's a lot of yang energy and then you have this this power pause periods when when the body is just transitioning releasing from um doing all of that which kind of mirrors the the period phase right mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. it's like blood energy and now all of that tuning inward strengthening from inward and then coming out in this second phase is not a householder i don't even know how to call it but but the service is more expansive mm -hmm. it's it's um it's more transpersonal right mm -hmm. whereas the in, you know that interpersonal service of you know working to better your career so that you can feed yourself you can feed your family you know now you can feed 
the the community and the society because now you are you know an elder um, leader yeah Yeah. and at a soul level too you know it's much Mm -hmm. deeper yeah yeah because of the spiritual experience through that um inward and it's happening at the physical uh, level that spiritual experience is happening at the physical level so so it's really grounded in the material material life and that's how you can then share that wisdom right to um to 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 the people in the physical realm and yeah um gosh i mean i get so excited thank you for for igniting that that wisdom yeah (sighs) And I feel actually really, really full um, right now. And I wonder if there is something that you want to share, um, some other things that you want to share um, before before we wrap up our conversation. Yeah, no, I think that um, I just, you know, my goal is to spread awareness uh, that menopause is not the end. It's it's a beginning of something even more beautiful that you could have than you could have imagined. And there's a lot that is beyond our control. And, you know, and so for that, we need to accept it with grace. But there's a lot that we can do. And let's, you know, let's take charge and let's feel empowered and, um, and just make this the best, um, third of, or a fourth, you know, of our life. Yeah. 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 And I feel like, um, we need to empower each other. Like the word you use power pause, you know, that that's definitely an, an empowering, um, uh, words, uh, statement. And I feel like it, it, the women, we can, we can give each other this, this time to, to honor and to celebrate and to allow ourselves and each other, this very yin phase of life and, and to be, um, to be more yin, right? Which yeah. is to slow down, which is to um, be quieter and um, having more personal space. And um, what else that that related to to yin, and to not expect, yeah. you know, uh, people to be outwardly sharing at this time of life you know and of course each woman experience experiences differently and they each has their own timeline so you know some may have gone through that super deep yin phase and like i am i'm like kind of coming out this year whereas Mm -hmm. the last four years i have um been in that very Mm -hmm. very um kind of dark and sure. and heavy and um, very earthy and and watery um, yeah. you know with a lot of emotional processing and I think that's a big part of it as well that this is the time to integrate and so the word integrate means that we need to digest and process all of our past um, emotional experiences. Um, in order for us to retrieve nutrients, right, um, and 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 absorb them, and then we can we can come out through our second spring. Yeah, yeah. Ah, such a beautiful conversation, and and such a soulful and deep conversation. You know, when especially when we start talking about. Um, how this is the face of spiritual integration um, and yeah. soul integration um, through that emotional processing. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. Yeah, well, thank you so much um, for spending your time um, with us at the Soul Attending Podcast. And where, yeah, <laughs> thank you. Where can the audience contact you if they want to join your class or consult with you one-on-one? 
Uh, I think the easiest would be because all my offerings are on this one page, uh, and that's uh, my um, www.asmitarung.com. I do have another website, mypowerpause.com, but if you just get to the main website, it has little tabs for soul photography, for Ayurveda, for, you know, whatever. So, yeah. And so, they can always reach out. They can always reach out and, um, uh, you know, if they have any questions or happy to answer and happy to just educate and empower, uh, you know, everyone into this next stage. Yeah. 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 And of course, I will include um, the link in the show notes uh, for those of you listening on the podcast. Um, Asmita Rung, Rung, A S M I T A R U N G E dot com. All right. Well, it's yeah. been very sweet and nurturing. Thank you so Likewise. much. Thank you, Janya. I appreciate it. You're welcome. I love all that you have just shared with us and I hope to have you back um, sometime again, checking in and seeing what's new in the future. Sounds wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye.